Shot of Wrestling, episode 87. And then wait. Wait. Nope. I be busting freestyles and stone cold sudden and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker Kane. Sit in the fire or get cooled like Roman Brain. Give this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that Cactus Jack. It's Patty Gag, the face. Run the place now, so phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit, we going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk that WWE, it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. Episode 87? Damn, it's a lot of episodes. That is a lot. Yeah, well, here we are, yet again. I am your host, at Michael J. Putty, Green Man. Welcome, uh, welcome to episode 87. I am happy to be here to the great host of A Shot of Wrestling. There's been a lot going on, and um, I'm very excited. I'm happy. The question on everybody's minds after last week's episode. Okay. Did you fucking phone off? <laughs> Did you fucking ring her on silence? Do not disturb? Actually, now that you mentioned that, I think I should put my phone on, on vibrate. I'm sorry yeah, about that. It. It does. It doesn't really happen. That doesn't happen to me. But um, yeah, no one calls you. I know. It happened once because no one really calls me. It's either my wife and my kid doesn't know how to use a phone yet. So yeah. uh, it's usually pretty much it. And she's usually telling me like, "Get the fuck home." That's true. Surprised <laughs> hasn't called yet. So uh, yeah, what's that? How you been? How's your week been, brother? It's been a shitty week, my friend. A shitty week. Really? Yeah, probably a shitty week. Good thing happy. we have wrestling. Happy it's over with and ready to move on and. Uh to do the show what is it work is it's keeping you down it's a mixture of everything the ladies keeping you down the ladies are not going down what is it yeah that's about right <laughs> i would win a date with michael j putty contest well, that's not a bad idea yeah we should set that up you we're, know what they sh- they could call that, we're gonna set that up they could call our hotline 619-343-3005 if you want to date with the sexy one here at michael j putty uh, just give us a call. Yeah, right. Okay. How's your week? Busy. You've been really busy this past week. Been doing some behind the scenes things for uh, a shot of wrestling. Uh, a while back, I remember posting the best is yet to come. And I did not know how much the best was going to get. You know the song? But it's getting so much better. So if you're not following, if your friends are not following, if you know a friend who knows a friend who likes wrestling and likes independent wrestling and likes wwe impact wrestling ring of honor all kinds of wrestling because wrestling just brings people together the indies all of it all of it um tell them to go ahead and follow a shot of wrestling on instagram a shot of wrestling on facebook and shot of wrestling no a on twitter and that's where uh you could get more shots of wrestling speaking of the indies i think you have some breaking news are we ready? Are we going to start off the show with the big news? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to announce that a shot of wrestling will be the official podcast for Brie Combination Wrestling Presents Final Judgment. That's going to be on November the 10th coming to you from the Elks Lodge. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. Dot com and there's also a Groupon. Just go and search Groupon. I think you could get a seat to this amazing event for only ten dollars. Only ten dollars. Crazy. 
I was going to suggest a contest where people can win tickets, but they have Groupon. Fuck that. Get a Groupon. It's, I mean, it's the best action that $10 could get you, or you could just pay $20 well, been, at the door. Yeah, I've been to Times Square recently. <laughs> <laughs> support indie wrestling. Support a shot of wrestling. The official podcast for Bree Combination Wrestling presents Final Judgment. So cool there stuff. it is. So uh, that's our relationship with Brie Combination Wrestling. There is a lot more to come, which will will be rolling out in the upcoming weeks. You'll see a lot of the matches that will be debuting here on A Shot of Wrestling for Brie Combination. We'll be putting them out, getting some exclusive interviews. And um, also the big draw coming to Brie Combination Wrestling is uh, Teddy Hart. Got my fingers crossed that hopefully we could uh, get him on the show. Now, which one's he? Huh? Which one's he? He's one of the hearts. Yeah, but which one? There's like so fucking many of them. <laughs> big families. Big families. Yep. Well, Michael J. Putty, while we're talking about interviews. Were we? Oh, yeah. We have a very important interview to get to. Uh, Danny DeMano has been away for just a little bit over a year. And the first exclusive interview that he has is with a shot of wrestling so monkeys in the truck play the audio michael j putty i have always wanted to do this ladies and gentlemen a shot of wrestling proudly brings to you making his return to bcw's final judgment the cold-hearted player Danny DeMonto! Danny, are you there, my man? I'm right here with you, my brother. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you on a shot of wrestling, and there's a lot to get through, so let's just get to it. When was the moment that you decided to be a professional wrestler? Um, probably playing with my wrestling figures in the tub when I was two years old. Oh, wow. I mean, as, as, as far back as I remember, I was exposed to pro wrestling at a very early age. Um, it was on television, and I caught it. You know, um, I believe I was two years old, and I already knew names of people that I liked. And uh, it was just something that I was obsessed with from, you know, the age of two all the way on. Well, there's been a lot going on in your life. How different has your life been just from a year ago today? That's a wild number two question. Um, my life has been, this, 2017 has been the absolute worst year of my life ever. Wow. Professionally yeah. and, and personally, and, and that's, a, that's the truth. Um, everything kind of went different after uh, my leg got broken. But, you know, there was some definitely high points in 2017 that... Um, I would, I, you know, I, I, I did love, but, you know, I, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, getting very drunk on New Year's and getting rid of this year. <laughs> Do you throw a big New Year's party where everybody gets together? Or are you kind of a guy that gets all his friends and goes to a bar and gets fucked up? Definitely depends on the year. Definitely what? depends on the year. I definitely stay very far away from New York, New York City or anything traditional. Um. I'm more of a low-key type of person, you know, quality over quantity. Well, you mentioned it briefly, so just walk us through um, 
about the injury, you know, the injury that sidelined your career. What was going on in your mind when you realized your leg was broken? Okay. Well, if anybody has been living under a rock and listening to this and um, hasn't watched the video, doesn't want to watch the video, or doesn't even know that I broke my leg or who I am, um, I did a moonsault from the top rope to the outside onto three guys who were supposed to be there for me. And um, I landed on a guardrail, and it broke my femur, which is the biggest bone in your body and the hardest bone in your body to break mm-hmm. in your in my leg. And I pretty much, uh, if anybody out there has seen the sit injury, my leg looked exactly like that on the floor underneath a guardrail. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, yeah, so uh, I, I do walk around every single day and for the rest of my life with a metal rod in my leg. Um, it's from my hip to my knee and it's not coming out. So I, I will be using that to my advantage in every match. <laughs> kind of like Lex Luger had the forearm. I have an entire thigh made of metal. It so, makes complete sense. Yes, I, I, I definitely will be putting some people to sleep. Well, it's a great way to turn a negative into a positive. So this it might be... Yeah, I, I, I am the guy with the metal leg, so I might as well use it. Cool. Well, we're looking at your comeback. Um, are there any super superstars or any wrestlers you have planned as far as like dream opponents for you on, in coming back? Oh, wow. Just just in this one year alone, look at the new crop of guys that are just like surfaced. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like I have, you know, I feel like I've been gone 10 years and, you know, the sky's the limit. There, there's so many guys that, you know, up and comers that I would love to you know, have first time ever matches with. And then there's guys that, you know, I have unfinished business with that I want to get in the back in the ring with. And there's, you know, always the the legends that, you know, make their way through this uh, area that I always get blessed to be in the ring with as well. I mean, uh, pro wrestling does give you the opportunity to make a lot of memories and a lot of memories that will last a lifetime. So, um, to answer your question of guys that I would like to get in the ring with, I'm definitely looking forward to my first match back with BCW with Azrael. And there's definitely a backstory there. There's definitely a, a very deep-rooted story there. He was one of those guys that were in the match where I broke my leg. And, um, you know, if it wasn't... Let's just put it this way. If Azrael moonsaulted and I was on the floor... Mm-hmm. Azrael's leg wasn't going to be broken. Now, for those so, who haven't seen the video, um, wrestling, we've talked about it, it's a dance. It, it requires more than one person. And what you're mentioning is when you're taking the moonsault, there's someone who's going to be there to support you. There's a trust that goes on between you guys in the ring. Do you hold anybody besides yourself responsible for this injury? Um, I, I definitely hold myself fully responsible because I was the dumbass that decided to do it. But there's definitely takes two to tango, and in this case, it took four to tango, and that means that there was three more, two two more sets of hands that could have been out there to uh, brace a fall, or you know, I'm not trying to expose the wrestling business, but we're out there to protect each other. Right. So you know, Asriel knows I feel this way. We're cut from the same exact cloth. We're pretty much. Born at the same professional wrestling hospital, if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we come from the same wrestling school. 
We've had our talks about this. He knows that I'm coming with a lot of aggression, you know, on November 10th. And he knows that he's in for a fight. As far as other people that I would like to get in the ring with, I mean, this coming Saturday, um, I I would love to plug that I will be making my in-ring return uh, for the very first time since the broken leg. And that's going to be at Jersey All-Pro in Rahway, New Jersey. I'm in the Battle of the Light Heavyweights, which is a odd spot for me. Interesting, but, yeah. You know, I, I, I did lose a bunch of weight. And if you go by WCW standards, I am a lightweight. So uh, I'm going to be in there with seven of the best. Well, actually, six of the best and a mystery guy that I still don't even know who it is. Um, but if you guys need any information, it's www.jpw.net. And that's this uh, Saturday in Rahway. But, um and back to other guys I want to get in the ring with. Obviously, Nick Gage is oh, at wow, the top yeah. of that list. Um, Eddie Hart is on absolute fire right now. Um, Maxwell Jacob uh, Friedman, Friedman, Feinstein, whatever he's calling himself these days. He's a little arrogant prick, and I, I would love to get my hands on him. But um, I can't have this list without naming uh, somebody that's near and dear to my heart. But he was also in that match at Jersey All-Pro. And that's uh, the bad boy Joey Janela. Um, I've, I've known Joey since the, the birth of Joey Janela. And I've watched him grow over the years. And I feel like a match with us in 20, you know, even if it's 2018, would be something pretty spectacular at this point. Now, you bring up Joey Janela. Now, if we were to ask Joey you know, where has your life gone in this past year? He has completely blown up completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel yeah. like this injury has robbed the car- that one year out of your career? No, it could have put no, you in that no. status. No, no, never. Joey is, in a ballpark all his own. Um, you know, I, I definitely can take part credit for helping him. Get mm-hmm. to where he is right now, because, you know, we were the ones that, you know, when we say, when I say we, I mean Game Changer Wrestling, which is, um, the company that I run, uh, with my partner, Brett Lauderdale. Uh, we were the ones to put him in the ring with Zandig, which let him jump off that roof. Right. That got him a lot of publicity. Um, we were the ones that ran Joey Janela's Spring Break WrestleMania weekend, which was very successful. It was phenomenal. Um, I've given Joey the ball since the day I was given the ball to be able to give people the ball. And he's been able to run with it from the very first time I've done it. And he's one of the most loyal people ever in wrestling to me. So I, until someone makes Joey sign a piece of paper that says that he can't wrestle for me, mm-hmm. he will be my guy until the end. But as far as getting in the ring... I plan on beating the living shit out of him one day. Oh, but I would love to see that. It it is it it is what it is, and he he would also know that that's coming to him. Anybody else that I would like to really get in the ring with? I mean, there's nobody else at the top of the list. That's it's a pretty uh, good hom- strong hom- list. Yeah, homicide's definitely there because he's always been there to uh, test me and push me to my absolute limits. But you know, that's something that I've already done. Um. As far as new guys out there, um, Anthony Gangone, I'm going to be in the ring with on Saturday, but I'm a huge fan of Anthony Gangone. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of House of Glory um, wrestling as a whole. 
I think that they're um, producing a lot of huge um, superstars and students coming out of there. Right. And I, Private Party and Smiley are the only ones that I've actually gotten my hands on. So, you know, Ken Broadway is another one I would love to get uh, in the ring with. Um, I mean, we could go on forever. Yeah, yeah no, but. absolutely. And you have your history with, with Red. So, I mean. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, if, if he ever wants to come out and play, he only has to tell me where and when to show up. He's my number one. He will always be my number one. I will never be pushed to a different, you know, to another world and another limit like the Amazing Red does with me in a ring. And I think that we've always been able to bring out the best in each other. Yeah, mad respect to that. Um, you have jumped off ladders, balconies, trucks. <laughs> You're no stranger to death matches. So now coming back from this injury, what is the high risk move that you would say, no, I'm not ready to go back to that? Well, you won't be seeing me do any moonsaults to the floor. I've officially taken that out of my arsenal. Um, but as far as everything else, I mean, my left leg that has the metal rod in it is stronger than my right leg now because mm -hmm. it's held together by metal. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to slow down, but, uh, you know, I am 34 years old now and I've been wrestling 17 years. So, I mean, I'm not going to be going as crazy as I used to, but, you know, I probably end up still probably doing just as crazy things as I used to do. It, it all depends on the crowd. It depends on the moment. And I, I do like to show off a lot. And we like to see you show off. Yeah. <laughs> what has been your biggest accomplishment? Now, there's a lot of things that we could talk about, but what to you has been your biggest accomplishment in your wrestling career? And now going into the new chapter of your career, what goals have you set for yourself? Yikes. That's a, that's a tough question. Are we talking just as a wrestler? Well, yeah. You know, it's, it is a wrestling podcast. You know, as no, I'm saying, just as a, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I do run my own company. By the way, I love the name of the company, Game Changer, Game Changer. Wrestling, because yeah. everything that comes out that gets developed by you guys, it, it is completely what that mission statement in the name is. It changes the game, whether it comes down to yeah. the matches, the people that you guys are developing and, and training. It, I, it's When I heard it, I saw it, and I got it. I definitely agree with you. I love the name too. I love the slogans and, you know, the, all the puns that, and t-shirts that we're able to come up with just, you know, as a spinoff of Game Changer, you know, uh, and, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're not trying to fit in with anybody else. We're trying to put out a totally different product that you get and that you can't get anywhere else. And I, I, it's definitely building, you know, um, we run out of a town called Howell, New Jersey. And I think maybe 10 people that attend every show are from Howell, New Jersey. Everybody else travels there. So mm -hmm. if people are willing to come back every single show and travel sometimes on an airplane just to attend uh, an indie show, so we're doing something right. Uh, back to your question as far as personal accomplishment. Um, even getting into Jersey All-Pro was huge for me because I was a big Jersey All-Pro fan when I first started. Um, and before I was even a wrestler and to get to the heights of where I was in Jersey all pro were some of the biggest accomplishments, accomplishments of my career, um, feuding with, uh, Dan Moff in his first, um, anything back into pro wrestling back in like 2009, 2010 was huge for me. My matches with Kenny Omega 
and Jersey All Pro changed my life. Um, that that turned me into what I felt I was a decent wrestler into a pretty damn good wrestler was being in the ring with Omega. And then um, obviously everything that everything that me and Amazing Red ever did together, I'm very, very proud of. Um, as far as not being in the ring, Game Changer Wrestling. I, I can't even pinpoint the show. You know, obviously I love the Joey Janela Spring Break show, but, you know, all of our tournaments have been absolutely amazing. If anybody likes deathmatch wrestling, if anybody likes hardcore wrestling or watching people bleed, and you don't know about Game Changer Wrestling, please look it up because uh, we're changing the game. <laughs> it's no pun intended. It is literally what these guys are doing over there in Jersey. Let's turn it into the public. What public opinion that people have about you do you think is the most wrong? Um, I love I love uh, some of the opinions that I think I get from people. Um, see, the thing is, I'm not I'm not very loved by everybody. And I'm very content with that because I'm very, very honest and I'm very, very blunt. And sometimes that comes off as a dick. And um, sometimes it's also come off as feared. And sometimes it's come off as I'm going to be fake to this guy just so I don't have a problem with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm good with all of the above. Because that means that those people that are snakes are probably going to try to snake the next guy instead of trying to snake me. Well, and I'm totally good with that. Yeah. I'm totally good with playing the bad cop between me and Brett. I'll, I'll even put that out publicly. You know, when there's a problem, I handle it. When he has to, you know, do all those good, fun things, he does the fun things. And I've always kind of played that role. I've kind of played the uh, locker room leader in a lot of locker rooms for the last, I would say, eight years of my career. Mm -hmm. And I was just always that guy because I, I kind of only wrestled in certain places. I, I, I wasn't very big on traveling unless there was, you know, extra incentive. And uh, that kind of made me build a name for myself in the few places that I did, you know, work with regularly. Yeah. Like, I was never that guy that wanted to get in the car for eight hours for 25 bucks and an opportunity. I did that early on in my career. I did it 17 years ago, 16, 15 years ago. But, you know, I, I was much happier wrestling uh, for national wrestling superstars in New Jersey against Tito Santana on a Friday night and wrestling Kamala on Saturday and then just being able to sleep in my own bed those nights. That was, I was completely content with that. Now, as a fan of wrestling, is there any one person, because you just mentioned a, f a few legends, is there any one person that when you stood in that ring with, you're like, wow, I can't believe this moment. This is amazing. There's a lot. Those are, that's, a, that's a totally different podcast. I can't, <laughs> even, get, I can't, I can't even get into the, um, the one that was most surreal, that was the biggest letdown because I wasn't in the best of shape, mm -hmm. was Samoa Joe. I looked oh, wow. forward to that um, for a very long time, and it was just bad timing in my life. I was very heavy at the time, and I couldn't really uh, produce at the level that I wish I could have. But that also is what made me turn around my life and you know lose as much weight as I did. I mean, I, I was in the ring with... Scott Hall, X-Pac, and Kevin Nash at the same time. I was in the ring with Vader. 
I was, I, I wrestled the demolition, you know, low key. I, I, the first time I ever wrestled in the ECW arena, I wrestled low key. Shit. Uh, that would be an amazing moment. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, he double stopped my chest harder than I've ever been stopped before in my life. I mean, those are the, I, I, I don't want to act like I'm missing out on so many, I'm missing out on so many people, but I mean, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, New Jack. New Jack was such a surreal thing because back then he was still super over and he was a surprise. And I cut a very, very vicious heel promo so that people wanted to see me die. So they heard the music and the crowd just went nuts. <laughs> um, Axel Rotten, Balls Mahoney. Uh, and, you know, I know that another follow up question is who's the one guy that I haven't? gotten in the ring with as far as those guys and that's definitely Shane Douglas he's my all-time favorite wrestler it was booked seven times including a week after the I broke my leg Mm -hmm. which Jack Sabbath had me booked against uh Shane Douglas and it wasn't able to happen again it was booked seven different times advertised seven different times and it didn't happen all seven times that match so, with uh, Shane, which, which was right after you broke your leg, was that at the ICW One Night Only event? Yes, it that was one? close to. Yeah, and, and Kyle the Beast replaced me. Wow, I gotta share something with you, my man. This is how crazy and um, we have a big saying on the show: it's wrestling brings people together. And this statement could not be more true right now than in any interview I've ever had. But that One Night Only event was my uh-huh. first indie event that I ever went to and didn't know much about wow. you back then. <laughs> Did not know much about you back then, but I, I was in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> but I heard the name. I have heard the name before and I was like, dude, Danny Damano going to be there. I have to go. I have to get tickets. This is going to be sick. This is going to be awesome. Pay my money and I go and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then I see what happened. I'm like, shit, because I wasn't that involved at that time. But right. holy shit, full circle moment for me right now to from that first event that I went to at the Elks Lodge mm-hmm. to having you, you on a shot of wrestling is fucking just blowing my mind. There you go. All the puzzle pieces come together, right? Yeah. Wrestling brings people together. I strongly <laughs> believe that, brother. Um, what, what about, one of the GCW sayings is we're all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I can't even, I mean, it really is the truth. I mean, really think about it. Every single fan that pays for a ticket is just paying their part to make everything happen. I mean, we front the money to make the show happen, but everybody pays their part to make it all happen. I mean, neither Brett nor I um, are making much money off of GCW, but we're making a lot of memories and we're building, you know, towards the future. But um, that's what pro wrestling is. You know, when you go out and you, you go to a wrestling show and you go out and you love a, a wrestler so much that you go up to his gimmick table and you buy his, his T-shirt mm-hmm. and maybe five people buy his T-shirt, that's an extra 100 bucks in his pocket that night. Yeah. It makes a very big difference to these guys. You know, these guys that they don't have a glass ceiling that they just want to break through. They, they, have, they can only make what they make per night. You know, they're not the promoter of the show that, you know, it, it's up to them how much money they make. That's how I feel. If, 
if I draw 500 people, it's because I did, I drew 500 people. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. I think you're the first one who ever has laid it down in that way and appreciates the role that everybody plays to create uh, memories, we, we not run, just an we event. Free, we, we run free barbecue and tailgate parties before every show that is not in the winter. Um, our fans get there at 12 o'clock in the afternoon for shows that start at 8 o'clock at night, and we party all day long. It, it, it's, it's a totally different atmosphere. I mean, I mean, it, 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 I'm trying to sell a product here, but that's it, it, not really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to mm-hmm. tell you that yeah. it, it really is like, like, hey, you're bringing the mustard. Hey, you're bringing the ketchup. You're bringing the grill. It's really like a family yeah. because these these people work regular jobs and they bust their ass all week long, and they just wait for that next show to, you know, watch people bleed and have a great time. So true. So true. Uh, You've mentioned this before, um, but there has been a transformation in you. Uh, There's been a lot of weight loss. I think if people see um, images or things that you were doing in the past and see current photos of you now, it's like a completely different person. Yeah, when I wrestled (laughs) Samoa Joe, for example, um, I weighed 378 pounds. Big boy. I was, yes. And uh, I'm sitting on this couch talking to you at 212 pounds. So I lost somewhere, I think it's like 170-something. Now, is this transformation in your physique also going to translate into a transformation in who you are in the ring, who comes out through that curtain? Is it still going to be the cold-hearted? I'm always going to be me. I'm always going to be me. I mean, no one's ever going to be better at being me than me. And I don't feel that. I've ever been compared to other people and I like to keep that going. I, I like to be, you know, if, if I'm a good guy, a baby face, um, I like to be the best baby face I could be. But if I get to be the bad guy, I take full advantage of it and I could be the most ruthless, cold hearted player that there could be. And that's never going to change. I will always be, the manipulative shitbag, and that's never going to change. And the and the mood the moves might change because I, you know I I I am a different size, but I I'm, I definitely figured out what worked for me, and I don't think I'm going to change that. So, as a cold-hearted player, you must get a lot of play, a lot of action with the ladies. Um, so let's get into that romantic side. You know, dating women. Is it easier to date them in the business, outside the business? Well, it's a double-edged sword. Um, I will go on record to say that you could also confirm this, and it's not a joke, but other than Chris Benoit and Nancy, no pro wrestling um, couple has ever done Till Death Do Us Part. Okay. No, uh, No relationship has ever lasted. Um, between two people in the business, they always seem to break up or, you know, divorce, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, so wrestling relationships, they don't work, but when you are traveling, you know, they make sense. a lot of these guys do, it's very hard for, you know, a girl or a guy to convince, you know, somebody, Hey, I'm going to be gone all weekend. 
and I'm going to be around girls and guys half naked in locker rooms, and I'm not going to be able to really contact you until afterwards. <laughs> and, and if those, and if you even find those people, because if you're at wrestling shows all weekend, when are you meeting, meeting anybody? Are you going to go on Match.com and hope that you meet somebody during the week in between your shifts? True. I mean, that's, that's, real, that's what real life is now. So, you know, unless you're meeting a wrestling fan, which is probably not the best idea for a wrestler to do, is date a fan, mm-hmm. um, it's it's just normally easier to date in the pro wrestling business. Um, I've done my share of it. Uh, I'm, you know, it never worked. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely had my fun. I definitely had my list. You made I'm your sure memories. Yeah, a lot of guys are definitely very jealous of me. A lot of guys would definitely pay for some of the experiences that I've experienced. You know, it's it, it's wrestling. Wrestling creates memories, man. Yeah. And, I mean, like a wholehearted player, is there a bad way that you've ever broken up with a girl? Like the worst way? No. But I, I've definitely, like, uh, you know, tooted and booted it <laughs> with a couple of girls, like, you know, around wrestling that, you know, you just slip out of the hotel room, slip out of their apartment. It, it, it was definitely a lot easier back in the day when there wasn't smartphones and all these different um, social medias and stuff like that. I feel like, like they put a GPS the day, on your phone, man. Yeah, like back in the day, you would like meet girls at a show. They would come back to your hotel room. You wouldn't even know their names. They'd get fucked up. You'd hook up with them, and then if they left the room, you're done with them. Yeah. That's it. It's over. Now they're following you on every social media by the time <laughs> they're out. They, they, they got your fucking social security number. It, A to the Z. It's scary. Yeah. It's and, scary. and there's so many. And, and that's another way for these wrestling relationships not to work. Because of social media, because of things like Snapchat. Oh, yeah? You yeah. got Snapchat? Look at that Snapchat number going up. Who you been snapping? And heaven forbid you don't post. What are you doing if you're not posting? Exactly. I need to know what you're doing. Right. Let, let me let me locate you on your phone. <laughs> I didn't so see Back you in the ch- day, check you had in. to wait for somebody to get home and hope that they picked up their house phone. That's what, that's, that's what I remember as a kid. Calling my my girlfriend when she got home from school, and if she didn't pick up her house number, I had to leave a number a, vo- a voicemail on a answering machine. Yeah, now now it's no, I get it, I get it. It happens. It's part of the new era, the new generation. Mm-hmm. Um, besides hooking up with girls in hotel rooms, what are your passions outside the ring? Uh, that's definitely not a passion. <laughs> um. My passions outside of pro wrestling. I mean, uh, GCW takes up a lot of time. Can imagine. I, 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 I definitely, um, me and Brett are definitely obsessed. Uh, we spend way too much, not way too much time because you know it, it, it takes time to make things good. But um, I'm, I'm a very big avid Funko Pop collector. Uh, They're addicting. Yeah, very, very addicting. Post to the show, uh, Michael J. Putty can't stop 
adding to his uh, collection. Oh, I, 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 I can't stop. I, I bought a leather head from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles today, and I got a Chase Aurora Disney pop. Those were the two pops that I bought today. Now, do you take them off the box or you keep them in the box? No. No, I'm an in-box collector. Do you plan to resell yeah. one day? Because Michael J. Yeah, Putty okay. takes them out the box. I, and he's like, I'm never going to sell these shits. I want them. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to. I've collected so many things over the years, and I don't have any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just get tired of things, and then I dump the entire thing and buy one thing. Like, like if I if I were to sell my Funko Pop collection right now, I could just buy a new car. Wow. That many. Yeah, that, Shit. Yeah, and some quality ones. I, I have some good ones. I just went to uh, New York Comic Con with all the other nerds a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Say it with pride, nerds. We yeah, have, I don't. We the, the I don't give a. Yeah. I don't give a crap. I, I had a. I had a great time. I still have yet to go time. to a Comic Con. It's a. It's a very fun experience. I, I, I hear. I, I no, I totally, totally hear. It just. It, it, there's always someone who just deters me from it. I always hear like, oh, it's great. We're having such a great time. Someone comes back and they're like, eh, it was all right. No way. <laughs> they're, 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 if, if you're, I mean, I don't know if you're into Funko Pops, but I mean, that was a small part of it. If you're into anything pop culture or comic books or, I mean, I, I was walking down an aisle at Comic-Con and I see a sign that says that Ron Simmons is there. And... Okay. I, I don't really know Ron, but I wanted to know who the vendor was with Ron. Mm-hmm. And I knew the guy. Right next to Ron's wow. table is the kid is the kid from the Chucky movies, Andy. No way. With a Chucky doll on the table. I'm a huge Chucky fan. I gotta say that movie terrified the shit out of me. I took like, a I picture think with it... Andy for twenty bucks. Wow. I would have been down with that. <laughs> and that and that made my day. Yeah. Because I didn't even know the dude was there. I just saw the cult of Chucky a couple of days before it. And, and you know, I was having a good time. It was, it was definitely fun. Comic-Con was definitely fun. And I got to buy a whole bunch of Funko Pops. Well, here's some advice uh, when it comes to Comic-Con. I think the wrestling landscape is on the verge of changing right now, where the main product, the main TV product, is not what it used to be. And people are really going to the alternative, and they're going to support indie wrestling, support the wrestlers yeah. of the future. You oh, know, I, I have a, I'm getting a booth next year. You that's can, what you I was going to say. And, but, and the new Razor Ramon Funko Pop is coming out, so uh, put two and two together. Shit. You heard it here on a shot of wrestling. So before we go any much further, I mean, I, I, I feel like I know you already. This is awesome. A lot more than I expected. Thank you for opening up to us. I, I'm an open book. And, and I appreciate I, I can, that. I, and, and you know what? You're teasing me because I'm most excited to hear what these fan questions are. And that is where we're going to next because we d- yeah. devoted a little time for them. Um, it was hard on some of the voicemails that we received to get everybody's name. So hopefully uh, we don't butcher anybody's name. Uh, but this one's just from a fan in Central Islip who asks, uh, what is the worst place or company you've ever worked for? Worst. Yikes. Worst company I have ever worked for. I'm, I'm going to try to get like a, a company that people know and not just like say like some jabroni little company yeah um 
BWF in the Bronx is pretty terrible. Um, right. I'm, the, the promoter is all right. The guy Bronco, he, he's up front. But the ring is terrible. The shows are put together terrible. Um, there's just a lot of jabronis on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a bad feeling and vibe. You know, like the Bronx wrestling company sucks. Gotcha. That, that would definitely be number one. All right. I guess we may not be going to that show. Um, Daniel Farmer from Uptown Manhattan asks, um, how did you know that you were ready to make a return? Um, I just needed to stroke my ego. No. <laughs> um, I really wanted it to be around a year from when I broke it. Um, Jersey All Pro is coming back. It just, it just, I felt it needed to be there. So, it, the stars aligned and it happened. Is there any doubt because now you're pushing yourself to get back into this one year mark that you may not be ready? I can't think like that. I'm ready. There might be only one way to find out too. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I can roll. We have Jeff Fonseca from uh, Bayside. Do you hold Bayside. your, do you hold your opponents responsible for not being there to catch your moonsaults? We talked a little uh, bit about this earlier. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Um, I, I, I like. I already said it earlier, but you know, the the three people that were out there, they know the deal. Yeah, They're, you're gonna be cashing in that receipt. Uh, I'd run. I'd run. Uh, Alex from Jamaica. As Azrael's first <laughs> at BCW first. on November the 10th from the world yes, famous sir. Elks Lodge. Uh, I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Alex from Jamaica asks, what public opinion do people have about you that is wrong? Yeah, we kind of harped on that too. Um, I, opinions are like assholes. Everybody Everybody's got one. one. I feel with, yeah. wrestling, with the wrestling product, everybody always either hate this or I like this. But then yeah. you get what you and want I, and you I, hate I, it and I, like I, it again. Sometimes people really fall for what they are supposed to be being fed too. Like... There's some people that hate me because I insulted them one time on a microphone because they were sitting <laughs> in the front row and they were a target. I mean, there's people that like despised me for years because of, you know, sorry, but you're part of the show too. Yeah. Now this is from a fan that we couldn't understand the the name or where they were coming from, but uh, this fan asked the craziest things that happen when wrestlers hit the road. The, oh, the craziest things happen when wrestlers hit the road. Do you have any road stories? Um, road stories. One time, there was a bunch of us. We we went to a show in Georgia um, for NWA Wildside at the time. They were like uh, like the top thing that everybody wanted to travel to go work for because if you got over at Wildside, you had you got like a TNA tryout, and this was at oh, the beginning cool. of TNA. So, uh, you know, um, the people that were getting over in Wildside would get the TNA tryouts. So, long story short, after a lot of drinking and drugging and whatever, um, Devin Moore decided to uh, break a fire extinguisher at a, um, at a rest stop. Once we got back on the road, about like uh, half a mile up the road, cops pull us over. And, you know, there was no drunk, drugs or drinking in the car, so we thought we were good. 
we thought it was just like a traffic stop. Yeah. They they got him on camera doing that. Oh, so shit. he got arre- he got arrested in Georgia, and we had to like wait the process to get him out. And um, yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun. Um, I, I have I have all those other horror stories as every other wrestler. You know, the airplane being uh you know um, delayed and all all that same crappy stories, but mm-hmm. they're they're not good. That's crazy. Devin Moore, Devin Moore getting arrested because he broke a fire extinguisher. That was a good story. <laughs> um, another anonymous fan asked, uh, are you still going to be fucking people's moms to get over? Fucking people's moms. Did you fuck anybody's mom? Um, I mean, I've definitely had sex with a couple of MILFs in my lifetime. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe uh, it's a personal I, I mean, question. <laughs> do, you, do you think that that person... Has ever had sex in their life? Uh, I, I would oh, say not. Oh, you know what? They're probably talking about Mitten's mom. I don't really have sex with Mitten's mom. <laughs> I, I, I joke about it, but come on. Uh, we have uh, friends of the show, the Ring Rats uh, from Bushwick ask, did Jack Sabbath get you prostitutes when you were 13 years old? Never. Never. I was 14 years old. <laughs> No, Jack. Jack's never done anything like that. But that's like a. There's um. Is that an urban legend? Websites. Yeah, there there used to be a website um, that was kind of like a like a fake news uh, website that there used to just be a, a message board and people just used to make shit up and it was just a free for all for a while. So there would be like these urban legend stories of, you know, Jack used to pay for hookers for me when I was 13 years old. And, um, that's not a bad story he, though. Yeah. He used That'd to be pretty cool. Strip, strip. Yeah. It would be cool if he actually did it. Yeah. I, I mean, no, he didn't do that. <laughs> sure. Uh, those are, he somewhat... definitely paid for a lot of very Expensive opponents for me, though. So, big shout out to Jack Sabbath. I mean, just about a year and like a couple of months ago, it was me with Scott Hall as my manager against Bubba Ray Dudley with Velvet Sky with his manager. So, that was probably really expensive for him, and he put that on. Props to Jack Sabbath and his uh, never-ending bankroll when it comes to my matches. Love it. Love it. Well... That is it for tonight. Um, thank you again so much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling. Uh, if we oh, wanted I'll... to follow you, where would we do that? Your social medias. Uh, at Danny DeMato. I'm pretty uh, straightforward across the board. Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I'm always maxed out with the amount of friends that I have. But, uh, you know, Instagram and, and Twitter, I definitely update um, pretty regularly. And uh, Game Changer Wrestling on Instagram and GC Wrestling underscore on Twitter. And if you haven't been to a Game Changer Wrestling show, get to a Game Changer Wrestling show. Word up. And let's remember that on Friday, November 10th, you'll be taking on Azrael at the world-famous Elks Lodge. That's at 8220 Queens Boulevard. Tickets are on sale on Eventbrite, or you could call uh, 347-446-5142. Doors open at 7. Bell time's at 8. Give you the last word. Anything you want to say to your opponent for November the 10th? 
Azrael. Um, he knows the deal. And Anthony Cole Neal knows the deal for putting on the match. They know what they're getting themselves into. It's not going to be a match. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be like anything else on the show. And it's not going to be fun for him. It's probably not going to be fun for me either because I, I, I know how he is. He's, he's, not, he's, he's not easy. But uh, match the night or failure. I'm going on record with that too. If I don't have match of the night with Azrael and top everything else on the show, we failed. All right. Well said. And now there's only one way to end the time here with Danny DeMonto, and that is to get to last call. So do you mind sticking around with us? We got a few more questions at the end of this episode for you. Sure. want more shots with Danny DeMonto, stay tuned to the end of this episode for the last call. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Right, good interview, buddy. Thank you. Uh, ready for some news? A lot to cover. A lot to cover. Not that much time, so let's get right into it. A lot of crazy shit happened the last couple of days. Yes. A lot of fucking breaking news happened. Within a couple of, like, 24 hours, 48 hours? Well, here we go. WWE announced, due to an unprecedented number of medical issues affecting talent, Kurt Angle will be returning to a WWE ring for the first time in 11 years to replace Roman Reigns. It sucks. It sucks for Roman. It sucks for everybody, because now there's no fucking draw to this match. So much for the Shield reunion, eh? In addition to the illness, AJ Styles will replace Bray Wyatt. And face Finn Balor. Well, he's still just up as Sister Abigail, though. <laughs> WWE has been testing members of the Raw roster for months. They originally thought it was uh, viral meningitis. Yeah. Which is why we haven't seen Bo Dallas or Bray Wyatt in person over the last couple of weeks. But they discovered it is the mumps. Uh, mumps is spread the same way as colds and flus through infected droplets of saliva. That can be inhaled or picked up from services and transferred into the mouth or nose. Symptoms so, usually take 16 to 18 days to appear. And it takes over a week to disappear. Uh, it was going to be interesting to see how they handle the testing because once the talent is tested, they can't work until the results are back. Interesting. Uh, it's not known as of now if the SmackDown roster has been tested yet. Because Kevin Owens has been pulled from the SmackDown events down in South America. But those are personal reasons. We don't know if that's anything to do with this infection breaking out. So we'll see what happens. So you get this um, this illness from like making out? Like, are they playing spin the bottle or something backstage? Well, that's why we haven't seen JoJo. Well, she gets around. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's in a committed relationship with a married man. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, saliva. If we share the same fork or cup, or even the same plate, mm-hmm. it's if even coughing and sneezing. Oh, wow. And a coworker coughed my fucking face was kept recovering from the fucking flu. So I'm assuming I'm going to get fucking sick. And... Oh, fuck yeah, you, fuck you look a little under the weather. I feel that under bitch. the weather. I feel under the fucking weather. But this has nothing to do apparently with Tom Phillips missing SmackDown. I know you missed him this past week on SmackDown. Who played with Michael Cole? Yeah. It, it, it was, it was the different. band back together. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, Tom Phillips is not sick. The rumor is his out on assignment shtick is because he got married 
to a lady named Renee, not the woman he was texting and sexting with while with Renee. That's at least five other women. <laughs> so I guess Renee didn't dump him, huh? No. Guess not. Uh, he's been granted some time off to enjoy his honeymoon. He's scheduled to return on next week's SmackDown. So we'll see what happens. So what assignment was he out on? His wife. <laughs> hey Or in his case, could be any woman. hey The Harvey Weinstein of the fucking WWE. In other news. Well... As of this posting, there has been no update yet on the status of Neville's release from WWE. He will need to be granted a release and probably wait an additional 90 days before he can return back to work. A new report out is suggesting that WWE stars are now looking to obtain a release from the company and have approached the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes for advice on how to do so. Very interesting. And in uh, other news. Well, who do you think it is? Who are the other people? Take a guess. Who do you think is, who thinks itching to get out of there? Um, great question. Thanks. Who, who is itching to get out? Who? 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 Well, not the New Day. The New Day's uh, yeah. freaking stock is up right now. The users are doing great. I, I would think it would be uh, a lot of the female talent like, filing suit with uh, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks. No. Maybe one of them, no? If you have a guess, make sure you dial it up, 619-343-3005, and let us hear what you think. Yeah, let okay. us know. Speaking of Nijax, uh, able to jump the gun there, she has been granted a leave of absence due to personal reasons. This upset me. Yeah, I know. Wholeheartedly. I had to come and console you the other day. There, yeah, you drove me a nice bottle. I appreciate Sorry. it, yeah. There was a rumor that she walked out of Raw, but I and my source have not been able to confirm that as of yet, so that's just speculation right now. Did you text her? I don't have her number. Text Paige, but she didn't respond back. Okay. Sports Illustrated Justin Barrasso reports that she was unhappy with creative and her pay scale. When she returns to the WWE, the feeling that she'll probably have a much bigger paycheck. She's expected to return from her leave of absence shortly, but could still walk out if things don't change for her because of her safety net. That safety net is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> uh, he has a production company called Seven Bucks Entertainment, much like Eva Marie. Eva Marie's not on hard times because... She has signed with that company as well. So, please, please don't fuck up Nia Jax. Please, I need her in my life. Please, Vince, I know you're listening. Don't let Nia go. She's Andre the Giant Woman Division. Remember that? Yeah, she is. Yeah, he, he said, said it, it himself. Yeah. In other news. Well, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes cut a promo after defending the Ring of Honor world title at Global Wars and declared that he is the biggest draw. In all of wrestling at the moment, he said, and I quote, it's no longer the company that defines the man. It's the man that defines the company. And the company is Ring of Honor. And the company that I keep is the Bullet Club. So come at me and I will be smiling because I'm the biggest draw in the entire industry. Hard to argue that. Now, Roman Reigns was sent a link to the video and was asked to respond on Twitter. He said, and I quote, I don't even need to click the link and watch it. If that house didn't draw over 100,000, he's just talking silly. Hashtag walkover talk. Unless you're Roman Reigns. <laughs> Hard to argue that, my friends. Hard there, to argue that. There are, there are some Roman Reigns fans, apparently, and uh, they're right here in Michael J. Putty. Yeah. 
In other news, speaking of the Raw Global War events, Bully Ray announced he will be retiring from in-ring competition. He announced he's going to step away from the ring due to health issues. And if you're a loyal listener, I know you are. We reported previously he suffered a head injury a few weeks ago and his in-ring return was in question. I guess we got our answer, eh? Eh? In other news. All right, eh? Well, CM Punk is being considered for a starring role in a new pro wrestling-themed television drama called... Heels. What's that about, eh? As long as it's not called Cheers and Heels. Fucking ruined my joke. Your asshole, you ruined my fucking joke at the end of this. It's a spinoff called Cheers. Fuck you. (laughs) Sorry, Michael J. Um, The show is about two brothers who are professional wrestlers. One of the brothers is a heel and the other brother plays a baby face. (laughs) The story is that their late father was the promoter for a wrestling company they worked for, and the show would document their struggles, both in real life and on television, as they play opposing characters in the ring. Now, Punk was reportedly impress- impressing the casting agents and being strongly considered for the role of the brother named Jack Spade. I got a, I got a point here when you're done. Who plays the heel? No word on when the show might premiere, but if the show does make the air, the first season is expected to be eight one-hour episodes. So a friend of ours, our fraternity brother Victor and I, okay, came up years ago mm-hmm. with the idea of a tag team. Okay, we were going to join a wrestling school, make a tag team, the High Rollers. Cool. Okay, Alibaba Zia was going to be our manager. Nice. His name, Jack Spade. No way. Yeah. Wow. Interesting how things turn around. In other news? Here we go. Kane made his return to Raw, and I don't know if anybody's more excited than I am. You're very, I could tell. We will spoil or talk about that later on. Uh, his return led many to wonder what's next for him. It is being reported that Kane's return will be a short one time appearance, maybe about a month. And then he's okay. going to go back and disappear. Uh, but our side note, following TLC, Kane will have competed at a pay-per-view in all 21 calendar years since his debut in 97. That's crazy. Nuts. Okay, guess not. No, it's nuts. No, no, it's, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was fake. Another news. Um, Lucha Underground has wrapped up their third season and is looking to begin their fourth. As soon as money gets sorted, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we previously reported that their money issues is not the only thing holding back Lucha Underground for its fourth season. If they indeed went ahead f- with the fourth season, not only would the roster be reduced to the departures of Rey Mysterio and Pentagon OM, but they would also need to work with a much diminished production quality. The tempo would certainly not look the same. Now, Did you the, watch that? You still watch it, though? Yeah. I hate to cut you off, though. No, that's okay. Oh, my boy's over the, my boy's over the newsletter, Wrestling Observer. Uh-huh. Are reporting the owners of Lucha Underground are currently shopping their show around to other networks. Interesting. Hoping that other networks will you know, give them some moolah, some cash to help promote the show. I guess you, I mean, that doesn't make any sense because we follow the network. It doesn't matter what network it's on, we're going to watch it. Hopefully yeah. more mainstream than El Rey. Still a lot of people have never heard of that because it's deep in the channel guide. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it, it's it's great. We need some more Lucha Underground. We had our girl Eva Lise um, from Lucha Underground a few weeks ago, and um, we talked about how unique the product is, and mm. it'd be a shame if 
if they would go away and not only go away, but because of their funds, not be able to deliver on the same product. Well, speaking of Lucha Underground, they air the latest episode of season three this week. And Ricochet was quick to post a countdown clock on his Twitter account. He has indicated that he wants WWE once he becomes a free agent in the middle of January. WWE has shown a keen interest in him, and all sources are indicating that he is WWE bound. So in January, you're saying? That's just a few months away, my friend. So if he debuted at the Royal Rumble, would anybody care? Wow, you're blowing my mind. Like, if, he came, if he came out, because you're the indie guy here, if he came out, would he get a reaction? I would go insane. You would. I, I know you would. I, I would but go would insane. the WWE Universe. Speaking for the independent wrestling fan, and if you've seen Ricochet in action, hell yeah. It, it would be, I wouldn't say it would be at the caliber of AJ Styles, but it'd be up there. No, it wouldn't. It would be up there. As long as his wife comes. <laughs> yeah, she signed a picture for you. She did. Appreciate it. You guys are friends. Well, in other news. During a recent interview with L. Arabia English, Arabia, Arabia, damn, fucked it up. I know what to uh, To promote the brand new WWE 2K18 video game, the man they call Sting. Sting. Discussed a number of topics, including the, revealing the reason why he never fought The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Why? And I quote, Why? We've had a brief conversation. I just told him, I said, man, I just always wanted to have that match. It wasn't necessarily reciprocated. So I'm not sure where he stands on it or if he had any interest at all, to be quite honest. But I did. And I don't mind saying it. So there's your answer, folks, in other news. Interesting. Well, during a Q&A session on the Bella's YouTube channel, Brie Bella addressed a 2018 in-ring return. She said, and I quote, yes. So I am right now slowly trying to get back in shape. The other day, actually, I was trying to do a little of uh, kind of like uh, lifting, and I just am so weak. Great impersonation. Thank you. When I went to the doctor, uh, they were like, Brie. No more monkeys jumping on the bed? (laughs) (laughs) Brie, your abs haven't come back yet, but I want to make sure that um, I'm ready by, uh, say, the end of January in case I get a phone call, but... At some point in 2018, I'm going to make a comeback. Whether the boss likes it or not, I am coming back and coming back soon. End of January to my my plan and make a return to all female Royal Rumble. Interesting. You are blowing my mind with this Royal Rumble. Looking forward to it. I've been Sh- shenanigans. Precursor of the all female Royal Rumble. Go back and listen to it. I have a feeling it's going to happen. Uh, I would be way interested. In the same event, like there'll be a male and a female row. They'll start, the men end it. Interesting. Pre show or full? Oh, no. Start the show. End the show. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm uh, down. How cute is that baby, though? We haven't talked about something there. Birdie. Bird, Birdie Joe? Birdie Joe, whatever the last name is. Danielson? All, all, baby. all babies are cute. Not all babies. Really? Have you seen. Not fair. <laughs> In other news. WWE officials are looking to add more reality TV series to their programming, expanding on their partnership with Bunna Murray Productions, the producers of Total Bellas and Total Divas. A possible thing for one more show would be some sort of combination between the Total Divas search, mm-hmm. the Total Divas search, Tough Enough, and when they did competition era of NXT. Okay. Seeking a new female superstar. There would be weekly competitions, eliminations, yada, yada, yada. Doesn't sound promising. 
But something I've talked about here also, the other concept is, like a total Bellas, focusing on Maurice and the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz. Oh. Who are expecting their first child together. Uh, the series will focus on their work with WWE, their personal lives, yada, yada, yada. And the show will feature Dolph Ziggler, who's their best friend. Interesting. That's cool. I'm looking their forward to it. I would watch that. Cool. I would DVR it, probably wouldn't watch it. Do you think that Dolph Ziggler could be like the Manny? That'd be a good show. Mm. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler as the Manny for Miz and Maurice. That would be an episode, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Both these concepts are still in development, so we'll keep you updated on who purchases the rights to that in other news. To us announce this week that WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid. Good user, Twas. I'm trying to bring that shit back. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime, baby. Uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, is scheduled to be the special guest referee for the upcoming NXT Championship match between Drew McIntyre and Adam Cole, baby, at the upcoming NXT live event in Houston, Texas, on October, on November, sorry, November the 17th. That's the day right after the Green Man's birthday. Broken on Shadow Wrestling. Time to oh, celebrate good times. Yeah, you going? To my birthday celebration? How uh, fucking no, yeah. Houston, Texas. Oh, on November no. 17th. Um, but good friend to the show, Slick Dick Williams. Uh, it will be there, um, which is great. Is he? What? Yeah, he's got his whole package. Uh, the Survivor Series weekend, right? Yeah, so oh, he's going okay. to I think, Damn, NXT, early. Survivor Series, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, the whole nine. It's crazy. So uh, I posted that picture of them, all three, the promo picture. Uh-huh. Oh, that was me, folks. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I just realized how much hair is in that picture. They all have long hair, slicked back, down to their shoulders. Getting to look, people. Do you, do you think, like, maybe uh, Vinny Mac was backstage? She's like, hey, I need a, a guest referee who's got pretty hair. Because I got so many people with pretty hair in this match. No, huh? I don't think they did that. But once it happened, I realized, oh, shit, let's make a picture. <laughs> and let's do that with the same fucking haircut in all three of them. I love it. I love it. Well, that was your news. Let's get to the rest of this show. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. All right, Michael J. Putty, Raw and SmackDown, cheers and heels. We are ready to go. Let's talk about Raw. Okay. All right. Um, I, I kind of feel like I'm changing a new leaf. I'm going to start enjoying the show for the pure joy of enjoying the show. Raw? Yeah, not like criticizing, oh, they should have done this, they should have done that. Uh, I'm just going to really just start enjoying it. Um, the beginning of Raw I thought was very entertaining. Overall, I think uh, as a fan of, if you are a fan, I'm not like the biggest fan of the Shield getting back together. But if you are a fan of the Shield, the nostalgic angle, I can't even believe I'm saying the word nostalgic. It's been three and a half freaking years. Yeah, seriously, like, that uh, doesn't even qualify for it. But the good feeling it made me feel I like when the fact that it all came down the vests again. Yeah, yeah, they all came back. You saw? Did you see um, Ambrose and and Rollins with like? I felt like the bigger vest, like with a whole no. bunch of pockets and shit. Like they, they felt like they were carrying stuff. Oh, no, that's what they used to wear. Really? Yeah. I, I know like, Reigns also 
bumped down to a smaller vest as well. Yeah, I'm like, are, are they just trying to make him look bigger? It's worse than Dean Ambrose without any fucking jeans on, though. But. <laughs> um, he kind of cut his hair, too. There's slight differences. And Seth Rollins should have went back to the blonde. Ooh, pay attention to the details. Yeah. Michael J. Putty is all about the details. You could dye it again back to black late yeah. after this, but give me back the blonde streaks. Interesting. Thanks. I like that. Thanks. I'm going to heal that. There we go. We're creating oh, okay. heels in the moment. But um, I did cheer the whole beginning of Monday Night Raw because it was a great way to start. It was a great way to get the night started. Um, I'm also going to cheer Enzo building the Cruiserweight. Who would have thunk it? Oh. Who would have thunk it? I mean, we, we, we've been all big Enzo fans. About... Who is nobody? <laughs> no, I've been a big Enzo fan. I said if anybody was going to make it because of the mouth that the, that guy has, it was going to be Enzo. You called Enzo the Shawn Michaels and cast of Marty Jannetty. So, yes, you are big high on yeah, Enzo. I am. I do not know how you're not disappointed. I, I, I'm not. I, I, I think. Do you say that the motion being delegated to the fucking cruiserweights? You know, for a moment, when I first started thinking of, oh, great, he's in the cruiserweights because his partner got injured, mm-hmm. um, the person he was working the program with. Uh, but then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? He was presented an opportunity. He was told, Enzo, I'm going to give you, you an opportunity suck. to be the top guy you in suck. this division. You're going to be the face, yes. essentially, of, of a brand, That's of the doing. cruiserweight brand. They're building him as a face. And, uh-huh. Which is great. I mean, I understand why Neville would be upset. I understand why so many other people could be upset. But, I mean, if you were Enzo, I would not be upset. And now he's got little goons coming along with him. Makes no sense. Even better. Why? Don't you love a great faction? Don't you just love it when the heels get together? First of all, this is too big to be a faction. This is something going on. Imagine they all start wearing like Enzo attire, like with no. Gucci jackets. And, oh, you mean the Miztourage? And- yeah, no problem. <laughs> Next. <laughs> But uh, congratulations, Enzo, for building the cruiserweight division. Yeah, how you doing? Um, my final cheer for the evening goes to Finn Balor. But this is not necessarily just Finn Balor. It's more to the camera work. Yeah, I cheered this as well. Go okay? ahead. Okay? Because this is like WrestleMania quality stuff that they were putting out. Like, it reminded me a lot of when they did that Matt thing with uh, Bray Wyatt and, and Randy Orton in, in the ring at WrestleMania. Like, yeah, congratulations to the guys who were like, yeah, let's do this cool effect. And they did it the week before when they were br- bringing out Sister Abigail with the voice distortion. Yeah, that sucked, though. That wasn't cool. Yeah, it wasn't. That was great. lame. But it, I like that they're think, starting to think a little bit more like, what else could we do to See, the I, product? I shared great. this as well Congrats. because, you know, Finn Balor, not Finn Balor, uh, Bray White, I don't, I'm not a fan of. It's boring. It's the same shit week in and week out. Mm-hmm. But I cheer this because it, it is a Wyatt-esque promo. That we see every week, uh-huh. but live in the ring. That was cool. That, that, that was, was cool. cool. Of it, yeah. Well, well done, production wise. Uh, I'm a heel. I only have one heel, and we talked about this outside of the air. So I'm going to bring it on Off air. to a shot of wrestling. Uh, there is no champion on Monday Night Raw. Like the Universal Champion yeah, is not around, now. and yes. it is. Oh wait, it, fuck you. We do have a champion. <laughs> the Miz. Uh, but yeah, the Miz is the champion right now. He's he's the face, no, no, I would he's say, of the champion. Gotcha. Apparently, that we got some Miz marks on on our show. And oh, you haven't met me, Michael J. Putty. How are you? Nice <laughs> to meet you. That uh, sorry, down since day one ish. That's at Michael J. Putty. By the oh, way, oh, correct. Thank you. I stand corrected. <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, The Miz is the champion on Monday Night Raw. And I feel like that's one thing that SmackDown has right. Whether you like Jinder Mahal or or you don't, the fact that he is there week in and week out really providing that, hey, I'm the champion and everybody wants to be me. Everybody wants to face me because they want what I have and they don't. And that's the WWE Championship. If Brock Lesnar would be doing that on Monday Night Raw, I feel like there would be a lot more sense of competition. Like, who who is really going for championships nowadays? Like, who on Monday Night Raw? Uh, bring I, nobody? Cricket. Cricket. Exactly. So there's no sense. Like, these matches are happening, but there's no reasoning. You know, mm. they're just happening because there's rivalries or there's gripes. And that's okay, but you can't build a whole show around that. So Funny. that's my only heel for Monday Night Raw. Because I think like two weeks ago I was watching Raw and somebody came out. I don't remember who it was. And I'm like, wait, who, who the fuck's the champion at Raw? Yeah, it, I actually totally forgot it was Brock Lesnar. I'm like, oh, totally sure, messed up that you have to even think who the champion is. Well, I have two notes on Raw you did not touch upon. So I'm going to touch upon them if you don't mind. If I, After if I you. Um, this is out of Cheer or Heels. It's a funny note. Kalisto. <laughs> You're laughing. I think you know what I'm going to talk about. He's Cruiserweight champion for one week. Yes. Less than seven days. Actually, seven days, I guess. Yeah. He had side plates. Enzo Amore was champion for weeks and got nothing. How you doing? My final cheers is, I mentioned this earlier in the news, fucking Kane's return got me hyped up more than anything on Raw in a long, long time. Did it really? Yes. Ask me why. No, I'm interested. Why? why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things. I guess you took a phone call and you left for the news for a while. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that Kane was more than likely done. Okay, he's focusing on his political career. Yeah, and the last time we saw Kane in the ring was against Luke Gall- Luke Harper on a throwaway match in SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see him his returning to end on a high note and oh, on a, okay. on, and on a meaningful match, not just some fucking throwaway stupid match against Luke Harper. I'm happy to see that his last match, probably, potentially, allegedly, will be a main event caliber match in a high stake pay per view on what was supposed to be a big match, but now it's going to be less meaningful, I guess, but just as meaningful now that Kurt Angle's coming back. Who knows? Maybe he be he'll pin Kurt Angle, and then his last match, his farewell is him pinning Kurt Angle. Although they're losing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for letting me know. Spoiler <laughs> no, alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, but I was happy to see Kane going out on a meaningful storyline, not just a throwaway fucking match. Yeah, that's why I was hyped up about it because I was. I'm, I guess I'm, like, I'm not a big Kane fan, but I'm happy to see him. I respect the guy. Yeah, let's see him go out and I mean, doing something meaningful. Out of all the people in the WWE, I respect Kane's career the most. He's the one person I've said it before. He just flies right under the radar. Like he's never so big, mm-hmm. but he's never so like mid car that he's like indispensable that people could just throw him away like he just cruises at a very great speed very consistent rarely gets injured like it's always there and like that is a great career to have and to still be able to even pursue a career outside of professional wrestling it's great for him so kudos to kane and we didn't didn't talk about on the show for some reason but he celebrated his 20th anniversary of the show uh that would be a couple weeks ago cool we all remember his debut yeah bad blood and he's, like I mentioned earlier, he's making history of 21 years in WWE, 21 years in pay-per-views. So, yeah, I mean, good for him. He uh, deserves this. And, like, anything you, wa- anything you want him to do, he did it. 
be champion for a day. He earned it. No right, problem, no problem. Team up with this guy. Team no. up with that guy. Team up with this guy. So our our intern doesn't like the chants when they they chant "You deserve it." He feels like they should be chanting "You earned it," which makes sense, you know. Like instead of when someone wins a title, instead of saying "You deserve it," like saying "You deserve" it means like someone gave it to you, which is why you deserve it. Isn't you that, earned it. Tomato, it's different. Tomato, tomato. No, because if you earned it, that means you busted your ass to earn your fucking title. You deserved it. No, you deserve it. This Someone's is, no, handing it to no, you. No, no, this is stupid. Yeah, I'm not getting to the argument. <laughs> you guys are stupid. It's all about semantics. That's all right. You could call our intern stupid. That's what he's there for. Yeah, no, fuck him. <laughs> um, Smackdown? How, how was SmackDown? Yeah, but those fucking yeah. really, I enjoyed pieces of it. I can honestly say for the first time, I did not write a single thing down for SmackDown. Nothing moved me enough to pick up pen to paper. I'm like, oh, awesome. The Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn angle? <sighs> really? Last week, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of SmackDown, and I'm not even a big fan of Sami Zayn, but I think this is good for him. So I went back, I fast-forwarded, and I came, I crawled and scratched away some cheers and heels for you because I got to do it. Okay. Heel number one, the ending of the Owens Sami Zayn match. You're yawning because I know how I feel. <laughs> it's a um, late night here. They went back. They won the match dirty, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Put Sami Zayn over as a bad guy. Great job doing that. They went backstage through the curtain to Gorilla. They were greeted by the general manager saying Zayn's coming back next week. Right. End of show. That's why I thought it was over. But then they came back out. Yeah, I, I DVR'd it. And I'm like, is this really what? happening? Why? And do this whole, oh, he's my best friend angle again? I think they had extra time. Guarantee so, you they had extra time. So the question is, is this going to be like a couple of badasses? Or is it going to be a comedy angle like Chris Jericho again? Oh, he's my best friend. I like them together. Uh, yeah, I, I like Chris I Jericho and him together. No, 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 I like them. Comedy relief. Do you think they're going to try to redo the... The friendship that him oh, and Chris Jericho had? Sorry, I think I just asked you that question. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, though. I'm going to heal the best thing going on SmackDown, the Usos, and they just get like a fucking brief backstage interview? Come on, they deserve better than that. Fucking Usos are running that show. They're the face what, that runs that place. What's wrong with a backstage interview? Um, nothing, if it lasts more than 20 seconds. I mean, if I'm backstage, someone wants to interview me, I think that's pretty cool. Well, you being backstage makes everybody happy. I'm going to heal again. The teaming of Orton and Cheesecake? <laughs> and a division. I didn't like that either. Stacked with great things. You're going to throw these two together for a random match? Why couldn't the Why? fucking Owens and the other guy face like uh, another division, another t- team? Like, Give me the fucking Ascension. Stop being to make a comedy throwaway. Give me the Ascension. Give me the pipe bros you know who i who i would have loved to see in that spot um i would have loved the authors of pain from nxt to come up just for the night just just to for a one-off and be like hey you know i had to search outside of of that makes sense though giving a one-off why not that to be their debut I mean, it would totally... What, they're bad guys? They're bad guys. It, it would sense. bury the tag team division because that means that uh, Daniel Bryan is searching for talent outside of the SmackDown roster because mm-hmm. there's not good enough talent there. I reported a couple weeks ago how the Colognes might have been asked for the release, but that was debunked. Mm-hmm. Yet they weren't in the match last week. 
We haven't seen them since. So are the colognes gone? Maybe they got meningitis. I found raw. They're on SmackDown. SmackDown's a healthy, well-organized <laughs> show. And my cheers of the week goes to Ginger Mulhall versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, oops. Oh, shit. I, I, I read that wrong. Heel. Heel. Why? Ginger Mulhall versus Brock Lesnar. I like that. I was ready to agree with you. No one cares. This is not a big match. No one gives a fuck about Ginger Mulhall for some reason. He's not a well-built. cares about him. He is not a well-built. He is not a well-pushed champion. He seems very weak. What are you talking very, about? He's winning? Yeah, He's thanks to help to fucking two fucking ragdolls. Seth Rollins had Brock, two, two, two ragdolls, too. Brock. Yeah, former tag team champions. Brock Lesnar isn't the type of guy to go against Jinder Mahal. He's not going to sell his moves well. He's not going to elevate Jinder Mahal in any way. Jinder Mahal needs to win that match. Ergo is why he's not going to win that match. Just so you mentioned now, Raw has no champion. Brock Lesnar is never there. Jinder Mahal is. He needs to win that match. And I'm pretty confident that he's not going to. I thought it was great that he called him out. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's badass, it was but new, it's not going to work. And I thought it would uh, it, it would put him over uh, as a, a tougher champion. It's not. I, I just like not. AJ Styles was. I would have been offended and been like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second. Why are you looking outside the SmackDown roster and overlooking?" They're thinking this AJ as- Styles, Dolph Ziggler, Sh- Cheesecake knock him over. Like, there's still a lot of people that that gender uh, could face. Champion versus champion does not have the same appeal when you're building Jinder Mahal's as weak-ass champion and building Brock Lesnar as this monster among men. Oh, what? wrong tagline. <laughs> what if the beast? Yeah. That's what you meant to say. But, um, no, I meant what, monster among men. What if, um, what if they are building him like as the weaker of champions and, and him coming in as an underdog and giving him the Do you see story? Brock Lesnar putting Jinder Mahal over? No, you don't. <laughs> I don't, but exactly. anything's possible. If Jinder Mahal loses this match, it ruins him for everybody. And then we got Jin- AJ Styles coming to be the number one contender for this match. But now we got to wait to fucking December. We got two months to wait for this fucking match to come out. Talk about a slow fucking build. Ugh. Ugh. It, well, WrestleMania season will be starting soon, so hopefully we'll be able to get more. And the rumor is Jinder Mahal is going to be going to champion... Uh, as champion going into WrestleMania. So, which means he's going to be champion for a while. And then, which means this AJ Styles fuse is going to be a waste because AJ Styles is going to fucking lose again. Title change at WrestleMania? Yeah, probably. I would guess so. Anything else respect that? You got any notes? No, I thought. Uh, I, Covered it all? No, some I thought it was pretty entertaining. Ready for some ratings? Yeah. This week's Roger with 2.688 million, which is down from last week's 2871. Raw wasn't able to break the 3 million viewer ceiling in any hour of the show. That sucks. It's tough. Raw was number three in viewership for the night, falling behind the NFL on ESPN, the MLB on Fox. Raw was number six in the 18 to 49, falling behind. Love and hip hop? NFL. Damn it. MLB. Sports Center. And a double dose of love and hip hop. Oh, yes. I got it right for the first Love time. Love and hip hop nice. kicks their ass. Love and hip hop double dose. Yeah, they're gonna fucking win. <laughs> you think maybe the divas, uh, the divas, the women wrestlers should be in Love and Hip Hop? 
Yeah, this movie's called Tall Divas. <laughs> SmackDown drew a two three two million. This is down again from last week's two four six seven. SmackDown was number nine in viewership for the night, fall behind two premier NBA games, two MLB playoff games, MLB post game, our girl Rachel Maddow, yeah, some guy named Hannity, and Tucker Carlson. Carlson. I got that one right. SmackDown was number nine in eighteen to forty-nine. Fall behind the NBA, MLB, MLB post game. The ready for this? Ready. Main event. Oh. M A N E. So I guess it's the horse show. It's weird. Uh, American Horror Story Cult and Inside the NBA. Ready for go home thoughts? Right. Nope. <laughs> Finally found impact ratings. Oh, they've been a bitch to find for a while. How, how have they been doing? Let's find out. Impact drew a 267,000 viewers, which is down from last week's 279,000. Ouch. This week's show was number 135 in the tabletop 150. Last week's show drew a 128 and 150. Um, NFL, NBA, MLB topped the night with several games again on Thursday night. So that's some impact. I, I'm trying to find impact ratings for a while. I could never find it. Thankfully, this website finally posted that so that's your impact ratings thank you appreciate it oh, my pleasure i read the reviews impact it didn't sound as lame and boring so i might check impact out one time maybe we should uh cheers and heal it we should on a, on a slow wwe week yeah let's do it yeah i mean i was watching nxt this past week and that's something that i don't regularly do you cheers and heals nxt i'll cheers and heals impact i like it deal gentleman's handshake next week okay okay yeah, I got fucking DVR. <laughs> uh, go home thoughts. Uh, Want me to go first? Since yeah, my, yeah, yeah. You know what, what I'm going to talk about? What, what do you got? Weekly Nick, Nikki Bella report. All this week right. was Disney week, which is the most anticipated week of Dancing with the Stars for some reason. Air, she performed last. Okay. Ergo, she was in the main event of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I'm glad that that, that dancing with the stars entertains you. Uh, I fast forward. Okay. Uh, her Disney movie, dance with Disney movie, and a song from the Disney movies. Hers was the soon to be released Coco. Coco. It's some. Um, what is that? It's a soon to be released movie about some Mexican kid. Mex- uh, Mexican. A Mexican kid. like princess or something. No, Mexican boy, Mexican kid. Oh. I didn't give you any details. But they saw the movie and they said it was good. So look out for Coco. She mentioned her nieces and nephews mentioned, call her Coco, as you know. Yes. And she's Mexican. So I don't know which one appealed to them to give her Coco. Was it with the cute family nostalgia or the racist fact that she's a Mexican? Mexican Italian. Oh, such a great combo. So hot. Uh, the judges and the whole food. Even. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Sign me up. Yeah. Amen. The judges. And even the host said this was her best dance yet. Wow. And she received her highest score of 27. Snaps. She got three nines. Impressive. A lot of people got three nines. So she's still oh. in the middle of the pack. One guy, that guy, Jason Jordan guy. Uh-huh. Jordan Jason. Got a perfect 30. So like I said, he's probably going to win. It sucks. But she didn't go home this week. So episode 88. Stay tuned for your Nikki Bella report. Floor is all yours, my friend. Um, Michael J. Putty, I'm going on a trip this week. Uh, oh, so I'm doing the show by myself? 
Uh, well, not oh. necessarily. Damn. Um, Sorry, folks. <laughs> we mentioned our big uh, news with Brie Combination Wrestling at the beginning of the show, and, and I'm already out on assignment. I'm going... Like uh, Todd Grisham? <laughs> Todd Grisham? <laughs> no. what, what, where did what that thing come from? from? Uh, Tom Phillips. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm being sent out on, on assignment. My, my defense, they look alike. Yeah, they're very similar. Uh, but I'm being sent out on, on assignment to go find the ugly ducklings. So down south at the ugliest, dirtiest, most disgusting pond, I was told that they'll be at. Uh, I already got the GPS ready and the coordinates are set. Hopefully I make it back. Um, this is the first time I'm doing an interview on location. I'm going to follow my man Eric Jaden's advice and not care. <laughs> uh, once you give me an interview with the sexy ducklings. Okay. I'll... I'll, 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 I'll. Well, that's cool. Eric Duncan's a big here in uh, Tri-State area, right? Yeah, no, they're 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 huge. They're huge. They were um, actually part for. <laughs> they're they were actually part of the um, the tag team apocalypse. Remember back uh, when the broken Matt Hardy gimmick was huge, and they were building their whole company, the whole Impact company, around broken Matt Hardy. No, I didn't watch back then. Yeah, well, they were part of that. I uh, tried. Maybe I, I should ask him a question about that. See how see you how they should. Were. I should. I should. But first, I gotta, I gotta make it down. I gotta make it down to the Carolinas. Where is it? Oh, Carolinas? In, in the Carolinas, somewhere there's some pond. North Carolina? South Carolina? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I just yeah, got. Yeah, co- yeah, to figure out what Carolina it is. <laughs> Coach Mikey gave me the uh, the coordinates, and um, we'll see. We'll see if I make it. Good so luck. excited! See, this is this is great. I'm I'm going on location. It's amazing. Cool. Um, cool. All right. Great. I mean, we're not paying for that. It's out of pocket, right? Yeah, yeah I have to. Yeah. yeah, great. Maybe I'll hitchhike my way down there. Oh, you should make it documented. <laughs> but I, I promise. Mm-hmm. Green sure to look pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is this I'm eating? It must be some green man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael J. Putty, this show is yeah. from the fans, and it's to the fans, and this is. Going to be your forum to discuss your thoughts. Just uh, inbox us at A Shot of Wrestling. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook at A Shot of Wrestling, or uh, Twitter. That's Shot of Wrestling with No Way. No Way. That's right. Um, or dial it up. 619-343-3005. The hotline, the love hotline yeah, is still, still calls, open. Yeah. Um, Eric Jaden is ready for your love advice. He's ready to guide you to be the next definition of authority and sexiness. And if it's not me, then it should be one of the callers because... Oh, spoiler alert, it's not you. <laughs> but he is... I, I feel like we're doing something good for the community, for the wrestling community, for just the community as a whole. Um, we're, we're helping and we're changing lives. And that's Serve for the love of service. Amen. Thank you. That's it? You done? That's it. All right. So for Greed Man, for Danny Namanto, I am your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing. All right, Michael J. Putty, we made it to last call. This is the best time to be at a bar because everybody looks so pretty here, all the pretty people. And we got... That's right, Danny DeMonto back with us. Now, this is how it works, Danny. Rapid fire questions. The first thing that pops into your mind is what you should answer. Are you ready? 
oh my god, this is going to be so terrible for you guys. <laughs> I'm really going to say what the first thing I, that comes to my mind is. All right. Well, and away we go. What is your favorite adult beverage? Um, Tennessee and pineapple. Nice mix. I might have to try that out sometime. If you were on death row, what would be your request as a final meal? The final meal. Um, my mother's chicken parm. Mm. How much do you tip for a lap dance? You don't tip for a lap dance. <laughs> you're already paying for it, right? <laughs> yeah, if you're paying for a lap dance, you're paying for a lap dance. Who the fuck tip? If you're tipping for a lap dance, you're a moron. <laughs> Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Football. Who is your favorite villain? Myself. Nicely said. Uh, are you an ass man or a tits man? Ass man, for sure. Who has been your toughest opponent to date? Um, Samoa Joe. What is the one thing you would want to be buried with? One thing I would want to be buried with. Um, nothing. I got nothing. That's a good question, but I'm good. I don't, I don't got anything to be buried with. Interesting. All right. What is a habit that other people have that annoys you? Oh, there's so many answers for this one. Oh, my God. Habits that other people have that snapping of gum, snapping of gum, <laughs> is definitely definitely top of the list. That 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 just yeah. Interesting to know. Finally, we got to know from the cold-hearted player: What is the best pickup line to use on a woman? I don't use pickup lines. It, it, it's either there or it isn't. And I'm very blunt, so a girl either likes that or they don't. And most of the time, they say that they don't, and that's the reason why they end up doing it in the in the first place, anyway. And you know, they kind of do. They like it. Yeah, <laughs> like like there's there's a lot of wrestlers out there that they sh- like. This is how I'm going to end this this podcast because I think that I want to teach a little bit of a lesson. Wrestlers out there. If you're hitting on a girl in pro wrestling or around wrestling and you're playing the good guy role by saying that all these other guys are assholes, all these other guys are players, those girls are not getting with you. They don't like the good guy. That's why you're striking out. And if this goes towards you, I'm not singling you out. I'm teaching you a lesson. <laughs> well said. There, there's a lot of them. Well said. That, that, and they might listen to the show. I, I did not expect love advice, but that is that is amazing. You know, and we have our own hotline for love. So, you know, people could call up. Maybe, <laughs> this is I'm great. I'm covering all bases. You totally are. Thank you very I, much. 
uh, Danny. It was a pleasure. I said it once again because it truly was a full circle moment for the green man here on A Shot of Wrestling. Thanks, dude. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>